This is Jimmy Corain, and you're listening to another episode of Improv Nerd. And this week's episode is brought to you by the Atlanta Improv Festival, running June 16th through the 18th at Village Theater. The festival boasts the best improv in the city, as well as top performers across the country. Enjoy a weekend of great shows, workshops, and shenanigans in the coolest theater in Atlanta. Hurry, you might even have a chance to win a $500 prize in an improv cage match. For more information, go to AtlantaImprovFestival.com. That's AtlantaImprovFestival.com. And this episode is also sponsored by the 2006 Boston Comedy Arts Festival. Now, Boston has its share of geeks, scientists, and smarty pants, but among all those high IQs and Harvard economics seminars is a city bustling with comedy talent. The 2016 Boston Comedy Arts Festival unites internationally renowned improv, sketch, and stand-up comedy. Produced by Improv Boston, the festival offers performance and training opportunities, and it's a great place to bond and to meet people. This year's festival is September 7th through 11th. Submissions end this Friday, May 27th. So go to bostoncomedyarts.com to submit your act. That's bostoncomedyarts.com. And I just want to let you know there's still some spots left in my award-winning Art of Slow Comedy Weekend Summer Intensives here in Chicago. I'm offering two sections, one on the weekend of July 30th and 31st and on the weekend of August 6th and 7th. These workshops are limited to only 14 people, so hurry before they sell out. All you have to do is go to my website, jimmycorain.com, to register. That's jimmycorain.com. Okay, let's get down to business. We have another great episode of Improv Nerd for you today. Our guests today are from the cast of the Comedy Improvised Podcast on Earwolf. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Arnie Niekamp, Adel Rafai, and Matt Young are our guests. We talked to the three of them about how they all met uh, doing a show at the I.O. Chicago called World News Tonight, how they've developed such great chemistry, and we get into their creative process around a fully improvised podcast. Let me uh, quickly explain the premise of this podcast. It's hosted each week by Arnie Niekamp, who fell into a transdimensional portal behind a Burger King here in Chicago, and he landed in a fictional world called Thune. He co-hosts his podcast in a tavern uh, with Usador, who is a wizard, played by Matt Young, and Chunt, who is a shapeshifter who takes the form as a badger, played by Adel Rafai. Now, each week, they'll invite somebody from the Chicago, typically from the Chicago improv community, and they will play a character uh, in that dimension, in that universe of Foom. That being said, this is a live show that we taped for the Chicago Improv Festival at the Second City Training Center in Chicago. These three guys were so generous and so kind to me, an improv nerd. When we get to the improv part of the show, when we improvise, we improvise a podcast that may seem similar to their podcast, but for full disclosure, it was in a different dimension and it was not on phone. So if you're fans from Hello from the Magic Tavern, fans of improv, fans of comedy improv podcasts, you are going to love this episode. Their story, not only is this this podcast really, really funny, 
and such a great concept. And I, I hope you understand the concept. You, you don't even, you, you'll catch on, believe me, believe me. But it's so inspiring that they've done this from Chicago. They're now on Earwolf and it, they're just great guys. And it's just, it's just, it's such, it's, it's just, it was so much fun to play with them and to be a part of it. You know, it, it was, it, yeah, I, part of me felt like I kind of forced myself onto them, but they agreed to do the podcast. So I'm very grateful for that. So here it is. The Hello from the Magic Tavern episode on Improv Nerd. Enjoy. Jimmy's a nerd, he's a nerd, oh yeah. Jimmy's a nerd, he's a nerd. Let's start with you, Arnie, because it's your brainchild. Tell okay. us, for the people, the, the, the two people that haven't, in the audience, who have not heard Hello from the Magic Tavern, tell us a little about the premise. Uh, it's a podcast based in a magical land of Foon. I just really love chat podcast you know sort of easy chatty podcast listening to them but i wanted to marry like a weird story to that or kind of like a, an improv world into that to bring like story in through the side door so the premise is i play a fictionalized version of myself i fell through a magical portal behind a burger king in chicago if you're in chicago it's the burger king at Irving and Clark, kind of <laughs> close to the old I.O. A lot of people are going to be checking that out yes. now. There's we, tours that go by there now. The, the people for a while have been writing Yelp reviews of that particular Burger King, uh, uh, referencing the podcast. <laughs> we uh, also sometimes leave little treats and treasures around there. Yeah, Adel has left messages and things in the, in the parking lot. So, Arnie, when you told Adel about the idea, Adel, what was your reaction? How, how did he present the idea? Because it's, a, it's, it's a kind of a far-out idea. Yeah, uh, I jumped on board immediately. We were at a wedding, a friend's wedding, and he... No pitched, one was drunk, right? I don't think Arnie was drunk, although he tends to get drunk at weddings. I do, but that wedding was the first thing I'd been to since my daughter had been born, and I was, it was like, my wife and I were like terrified because we were away from the baby for the first time you were afraid something was going to happen yeah yeah. so yeah. there was, that was like the only it was like the first non-drinking wedding i'd ever been to so he comes to you at the wedding yeah. but i love i was on board immediately so i'm super into like monsters and ghosts and goblins and uh, i i love scary stories as a kid uh that book um uh, alvin schwartz so i was very much into that sort of fantasy sci-fi supernatural thing and I play a ton of animals. I play a lot of anthropomorphic animals in my improv. Um, so I was ready to just play whatever animal needed to be played. How, how did you develop that? Because that's a very, you know, I've been in improv for a long time. Uh, very few people play animals. Yeah. Um, I usually just play, I'll play like a cat that's an asshole or something. So it, 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 it kind of evolved from, uh, in world news, there's a lot of, uh, which we, we all do, um, there's a lot of articles with animals involved. So at first it just started off as me being the go-to of like nobody else wants to play this cat, I'll play it, and eventually I became I start to relish that and really give a personality. And, and a, then we start pimping him into it. Yeah, you know, like oh well, if there's a cat in this article, obviously, yeah, you know, we're gonna set Adel up to do it. Yeah. So, Matt, how did you get involved in, in this project? Oh, uh, well, Arnie and I have done all of our improv life <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> prison time together, I guess. Uh, uh, we were on a team together first at I.O. in 2003, and we've been in World News together. We were roommates for four years. We just had this very long uh, friendship and partnership. And he sort of just pitched the idea to me, uh, and I, uh, I I just loved it. I was just like, oh, he, he mentioned maybe a wizard, or I, or I mentioned a wizard. I can't remember which of us said it first, but I was like, 
once that sort of clicked in my brain of like, oh, it's the most fun thing in this like fantasy world to be like the cliche of the wizard that is also he knows everything, but he's just he fails at being a real person. Like, <laughs> like because all the, the any any of those characters from those kind of epic stories, they're so much bigger than life, and you don't see them dealing with the mundane things. And I think that's something that we've had comedically in common a lot. Arnie and I are drawn towards the fantastic and the mundane sort of mixed together. Uh, so the character just came to me very quickly, yeah. and I love the idea. And what and is the name of the Arnie. wizard on the podcast? Uh, Usador mm-hmm. is uh, the wizard. And uh, how what's, like what's the full more, name? It's like there's more to that. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. um, and so the thing I love about the podcast is you guys have this great chemistry. How did you develop that? lot of push-ups. <laughs> uh, no, we, I mean, we've been performing together for so long. I mean, Matt and I, Matt is like one of my, the, my first improv colleagues, like yeah. from the very beginning. And we've been, like as long as I've been doing long-form improv in Chicago, I've been performing <laughs> with Matt. And we've been in World News for we, over a decade, like doing a show together every week with more or less the same cast for that long of a time, and Adel's been a part of that for most of that time as well. Yeah, he joined. You joined in the two thousand around two thousand eight because we yep. did that election. Sh- we did an election show with World News, a sketch show instead of our normal improv show. I think that was the first time that we were that I worked with you at yeah, least. Yeah. And then you became part of the cast, and it seemed like you were there from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, even though it was like a couple of years in. So we've all just worked together for years and years and years already. If you work, if you perform together that long you'll either grow to hate each other or be really good at performing together. <laughs> or both. Like us, it's, all, it's both. And it goes, it goes in cycles. So tell me that. It's, it's always both. What, what are the things that, that come up creatively, differences that you have to discuss, the uncomfortable stuff? Not, I mean, I would love to have something. I'm trying to think if there's, if there's anything. I don't know. I, I think there are times when we're... Uh, you know, we, we want to be sensitive and good. And one of the things I really like about the show, and Arnie mentioned this earlier today, is that uh, the show's sort of like sex positive in a way that like most fantasy worlds aren't. So uh, explain sex positive. Uh, just in the sense that like uh, we try to focus on like, you know, all the women are uh, that are on the show have some agency. They're, they're powerful. Like there's an equality between men and women in the world that, that sometimes classic you know, even like very popular fantasy uh, uh, books or movies or uh, media fail to do. And I, I think like if you look at, I mean, you look at Lord of the Rings, it's all dudes. Uh, and we, we try really hard to, to bring in lots of women. And when we talk about women, treat them very respectfully. Like at one point I came to Arnie and I was like, I kind of want to do a creation myth. And I don't know exactly what it's going to be. But on this episode, I just, at the beginning, I was like, I think I'm going to talk about a creation myth at some point. And the creation myth is that there are three goddesses, and the three goddesses all make love to each other and give birth to six men. And then it's like they all – it's like a weird backwards creation myth. Like, But instead of like the sort of traditional thing where it's all just like guys begatting guys and then a woman is broken off the breast. And like it starts from the woman down, and then it like it gets very weird from there. So just I, – I am totally babbling right now uh, about like kind of trying to – I like that we just throw tropes on their ears, you know? Yeah. And I think that's I think that's really the, the crux of it. I mean, the sex-positive thing, like, it, it, we can't claim to be so no, perfect no. about it, but, like, we try to be aware of it. And, like, I love the fact that the podcast is, like, 
there's just an animal having sex with other animals, male, female, doesn't really matter, nobody cares. It's just like we try to be, we try to be joyful and positive on the show as much as possible. Well, Except I, I, towards Ernie. Except okay, towards yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's interesting. You decided to play the straight man in this. Yeah. So, why? I don't know, and sometimes I regret it. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was because someone had to. I cared a lot about the idea, and I wanted it. It was a necessary part, and I enjoy it. But it's weird because it's in my improv. Otherwise, it's really not the role I play. I feel like I feel like more often, like in a world news show, I'm more the creator of chaos rather than the creator of order in the shows. Like I'll just come in and be the dumb weird character that's messing everything up. If you think of all of improv as like a press conference scene where some people are running the press conference and everyone else is messing up the press conference, I'm usually the messer-upper, and in this case, I'm the press conferencer, basically. You, you also said you regret it. What's the part that you regret playing? It's less kid? fun sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. I, Ar Arnie does the yeoman's work of keeping the show moving, of making sure we're taking care of our guest. Uh, I mean, we all do it to a certain extent, but mm. that definitely falls to him the most. And he, he just is the ringmaster of this idiotic circus that we created. Um, and he's really, really good at it. And it, it's something that people, uh, especially who aren't familiar with creating things, aren't. it's invisible to them. Like, they don't see how much work he's doing. And uh, it's sometimes underappreciated. And since we give him a hard time in character... Some of our fans have taken to sending Arnie emails like, hey, fuck you, Arnie, you're the worst. And it's like, oh, no, no, we don't really mean that. That's part of the fun of the show, but we love Arnie. Um, tell me how um, you prepare for this podcast because so many people want, you know, want to, there's so many people doing podcasts. Uh, how, how do you prepare for the podcast? Uh, well, it helps that we have a very straightforward structure of kind of like the beats of how the show happens. Um, so we all we don't have to worry about that at all, basically. Uh, but to prepare prepare for individual episodes, you know, I usually try to pick guests based on energy. It's like yeah, we've had a lot of heady uh, guests. Let's have a really weird guest, or let's have a performer that's really high energy. Or it's like it's been a while since we've had a real hardcore nerd guest on the show um, and then I have them pitch three character ideas to me really simple uh, like a sentence long because we don't want to know too much about what's going to happen and then I we pick one that seems promising that doesn't overlap too much with things we've already done and that's kind of it then we kind of just let it go because we like creating the show yeah. in the moment like mm -hmm. there, there are certain broad things that we try to protect and are sort of going towards but mostly we like this being a wildly collaborative process where everyone that comes in puts a permanent stamp on the show and the thing i find interesting there's so many not only that you guys are improvising facts and information about food but there's also the guests come on and do that yeah. how do you keep that straight adult uh we very much tell them that they can do no wrong that anything they say we will justify and if it if it contradicts anything we set up we'll just make it work so i think we're protected by the fact that it's a fantastical land so if someone's like haha we pointed this out busted we'll be like no because magic <laughs> um so we're protected with that and then i think in terms of keeping it all straight we we had a fan start a a, a wiki page a, a fan named stefan started this wiki page for us 
Um, and we'll reference, we'll check that every once in a while if we're stuck on something, but I think that's happened like once or twice. Yeah. Um, but I think eventually we'll stop keeping track of things and then it will just unravel fully. Um, <laughs> and what I like, Matt, sometimes when I listen to the podcast is there'll, there'll be moments where it's obvious that you guys don't know what's going on yeah. and, and, and it's clear you're laughing or you're, you're trying to suppress that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really joyful time that we have recording. It's one of my favorite things. I look forward to it uh, because it is so much based on, like, true discovery. And the mm-hmm. guest is always a wild card in some way. Uh, and it, the fun, like Adel was saying, of, like, incorporating that all in and keeping it – and then adding it to the pile of things we've already incorporated and keeping all that moving forward is a cl- fun, cool challenge for an improviser. It's it's not like anything else, you know. I think I've ever done. I think it's really fascinating that a lot uh, a lot of audience, uh, our listeners don't believe it's all improv. So we'll get a lot of like iTunes reviews and stuff that'll be like pretty good sketch show, but they laugh the whole time. And it's like <laughs> it, it makes me wonder, like, what do these people must think we're monsters if we're like writing a sketch, performing it, and just cracking up at ourselves? Right. But like, like you said, it's it's all discovery. So oh. that's why there's a lot of breaking is because we don't know what's going to be said. We don't know what we're going to come up with in the moment. So uh, admittedly, we break too much, but I think it's funny that so much of our audience doesn't believe it's fully improvised. um, And yet we're, we're but isn't it the highest compliment, Ernie? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, if it were written, it would make more or any sense. (laughs) 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 And like the, the podcast structure makes it so that like, Things don't have to come to a resolution at the end. Like, the episodes usually end with us being like, well, time's up. <laughs> uh, but it is a very big compliment, and uh, it means a lot. And the people, the biggest compliment is that people are really invested in the world and the characters, and there are people, lots of fan art that we see online. Like, people love these characters as much as we love them, and that is a huge compliment. It means a lot. And speaking of now, we are going to do a little... Can you just tell us what we're going to do now for the for the imp- improv part of uh, absolutely? Improv-ner. We're going to do like a little mini episode, but because the podcast, like the everything happens in the show, is canon, and so we're trying to be a little protective of that. So what we're going to do is do an alternate reality version of the show. Ooh. So so imagine this. <laughs> what? <laughs> imagine this is uh, Foon. Uh, 30. 616. Now you got to explain that to me. Foon 30. Uh, as if there's a bunch of different... Each, 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 uh, each dimension, alternate reality, has a number okay. connected to it. So I think it's like... A, I think of it as like a weird X-Men Marvel comics thing. Yeah, all the comic book universes, they number or letter their universes to keep them all straight. Yeah. Because they uh, have multiple... Now, I don't design video games like Matt and Arnie, you do, but, but does, does, does that play into this at all? The fact that there are different dimensions, like yeah, numbers. just, just the, the fantastical part of it. How has that influenced you? Uh-huh. You, you, are um, designing uh, of games. Games. Um, it does somewhat. I mean, I work on. I work for Jackbox Games. We make party games uh, like Drawful and Fibbage and Quiplash and You Don't Know Jack. And it mostly doesn't. Um, but I really like like finding a good like. Um, metaphor or window dressing for a game. And I'm working on a game right now that I can't talk about, but that is exceptionally <laughs> weird. Like, it is very... That is, is in the way that this is a very high-concept podcast, this game is a very high-concept premise. Okay. So we're going to... We're, we're, so, yes, we're going to do uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, but it's going to take place in a slightly... There'll be subtly different things that happen in this world. 
Uh, and we uh, are going to be joined uh, by our guest. i got to make sure. I, I got a name. All right. Okay. So we'll just go ahead and do it. And then you're going to be different characters from the podcast. We're more or less the same characters. <laughs> okay, great. But we don't have to live with any of the consequences of what happened. Great, great. So the person that's doing the wiki page, they, they don't have to. The whole new, they're going to have to make a whole new wiki page. Okay, great. <laughs> Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foom. I'm your host, Archie Neekamp, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the shape-shifting Wolverine. Oh, uh, yeah, Daddy? <laughs> mm, chump here. Hey, Chump, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. I'm chumping at the bit. <laughs> chumping at the bit. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm also joined by my... I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarrakis. The elves know me as Fiang Yalak. The dwarves know me as Jonan and Hukstangis. And I'm known in the Northeast as Prasmanius Paystar. And... <laughs> That's it. Oh. Uh, you ever try and use Paystar? It is tough work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. It's a way to deal. If you're bartering with someone in town, uh-huh. and they're like, well, just, do you, do you have Paystar? And you're like, I have Paystar, but like, can we just use coin? Sure. Aye, aye. I am related to the clan of Paystar that did start this payment service. I lo, long in the past, they did bring their wares and their ways of interacting financially with one another. It is so difficult, it is not worth bothering with! And, you know, we're joined by a special guest. I'm so excited to talk to him. Big George. Big George, yes. Big George. Now, Big George, you're a wish granter? I am a wish granter, yes. That's exciting. I mean, I feel like we've got a lot of things we need very uh, magically resolved. When you wish upon a pay star. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, I I can grant wishes that Uh I've been doing this for eons and eons. Eons? Yes. Can you grant me one wish? Yes, I can. Can you defeat the demon master? Oh, that loathsome foe of mine. How I do hate him. Yes, I can do that. What you need to do, it's no problem. You need uh, to come down to the office, which is, uh, our our office is known for vicious. Let let me write this down. Yeah, write this down. Uh, It's known for vicious? No, vicious. Oh, it's a vicious vicious office. Vicious office. You guys are funny. You know, like a punny, like, you know, like not traditional kind of funny, but, you know, more like, um, you know, funny, like puns kind of funny. Yeah, like Like bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, a little bizarre, yeah. So come down to the Wishes and Dream office. Uh-huh. You, uh, you fill out a form. Oh, a, you need a form. It will be about four pages. Four pages. Oh. Bring some proper ID. ID. A, and then I would say I could grant your... Is reason. this ID enough for you? Whoa! Wow. A cylinder of fire. <laughs> that'll work, yes. That'll All right. work. All right, good. good. So cylinder bring cylinder of fire, fire. and then uh, we'll process that. Uh, it'll probably take four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. Yes. All of Foom will be destroyed in three weeks. <laughs> it's been was foretold. that what you're going to wish for? What? Was that was that you're going to be your wish? So that all of Foom was not destroyed in three to four weeks? Yes, but it's going to take five to six weeks for this to be processed. Oh well, we'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not engage with this at all. Well, you know, yes. Big, Big George, I've yes. got a question for you. Oh, I, please go. I really want to talk 
about the wish granting process. Yes. But you mentioned that you're eons and eons old, and yes. I've got to say, you don't look a day over one eon. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I, you know, I take care of myself. Sure. You know, I jog a little. You know, in the village here, uh -huh. I, you know, I only eat boar, which is only eat boar. <laughs> only eat boar is very good, uh -huh. and uh, I, dr I get a lot of sleep. You That's know? good. How much how much sleep do you get? Oh, 40, 60 hours a night. Wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> 60 yeah, hours 60, a night? 60, yes, yes. That's, that'll I help. I want to tell you something. A lot of people, you know, it's very stressful to grant uh, wishes. Yeah. You know, very stressful. I can only imagine. Yes, yes because sometimes, you know, uh, people will say something like, oh, you, we want a, a horse, right? Yeah. yeah and uh, Drew's wish is a horse. <laughs> That's wish big. <laughs> wish big. Right. So then you go, well, are you sure you want a horse? Yeah. And just like you, you need to dream bigger, you yeah. know? Sometimes you get in a fight with them over their, over their wish, you yeah. know? And, uh, you mm, know... Horse fights! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. No, a horse fight can get very ugly. Oh, I'm so, sure. Uh, so do they have horse fights on Earth? What's that? Do they have horse fights on Earth? Uh, it's illegal, except for Arizona. <laughs> See, here in Foom, what happens in a horse fight is all the horses line up in a circle, they all get a pole stuffed through their back so they're rooted, and then they just turn uh, in a respectful manner. <laughs> it sounds merry. You know, it's funny. <laughs> there was funny. There was a dwarf who came who wanted a, a wish just like that. And I had to talk him out of it. He you know, a, a lot of uh, yes, yes, he wanted that exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, he wanted. It was strange, but the hard part of the job is talking people out of their wishes. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, if a dwarf wants a horse, that actually does seem like a big wish to me. Well, you're talking. <laughs> it is. I mean, dimensionally, you know, because the, the yes, yes, it's it is. I mean, if you asked for a pony or a mule or a tiny horse, or would, a tiny horse, yes. that would make more sense to me. Yes. But hello. Oh, I've mined under the earth and gathered all sorts of precious jewel and ore all my life. And all I want to do is be astride a horse! Seems like, that seems cool to me. Can you grant yourself a wish yeah. to sort of make your job easier? Yes, I can grant myself a wish, but I have to go through the same procedure. I uh -huh. have to go to the office, yeah. stand in line, yeah. you know, uh, bring someone for identification, yeah. you know, and then fill out the proper form. Does anyone ever go through the whole process and they're so pissed at the end, they're like, I wish I hadn't done any of this? People have said that, yes. Uh, oh, the irony. <laughs> yes. Can I ask how you got the nickname uh, Big George? Because you're about, what, 5'10"? About 5'10", yeah. yeah. But, you know... The thing is, my parents were about, uh, they were both dwarfs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in that lands. I'm huge. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you have a horse? Yes, I do. Very tiny horse. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you like that tiny horse, don't you? Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. I mean, my wish would be to have zero buttholes. <laughs> zero? Yeah. Zero buttholes. Chump the Wolverine wants zero buttholes. <laughs> Why? That's my want. <laughs> you know, I want to say something about this. You know, a lot of people don't understand that there is a code, you know, for you know, a granter of wish. Mm -hmm. Up, up, and, down, uh, down, left, right, left, right, select, start? No, similar to that. Okay. But um, we cannot grant wishes that we do not agree with. So oh. if you wanted, it sounds to me like have some sort of relationship with a tiny uh, horse, mm -hmm. uh, I could not grant that wish. You know, there was a, I, I don't know if you know this shepherd, he's way up on the hill, old guy with the beard, you know, and the staff. Mm -hmm. He wanted a wish. He wanted me to grant him a wish to fall in love with one of the sheep. Well, I would not do that. And you could see why. Good for you. I hate that guy. He's, <laughs> he's copying my shtick. 
long beard and a staff. Come on. I, I mean, Big George, I get yes. what you're saying, but like, people gotta wish for what people gotta wish for. But that's the problem, you know? It, my job is really to limit their disappointment. Oh. Yes. People come, they, you know, the dream part. They come in with all sorts uh -huh. of dreams, you know, like, I want to be a writer, like, uh, you know, who's this guy? Um, Grillstan. Yes, Grillstan. He wrote, uh, you know, Romeo. The epic poem. Yes. Lister and Fatine. Yes, and then he wrote the one, you know, with the animals, uh, Midnight Summer, what was it? Uh, summer in the Garden of Good People. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they come in and they want to be like him, you know. Yeah. No one can be like him. No. So I tell them, no one can be like him. Yeah. Yes, so you're actually more of a wish advisor than a wish granter. Well, I, d I don't brag about that, but yes, it's good for business. That's what, good. What, what yes. percentage of the wishes do you grant? About 5%. 5%? Yeah. Yeah. That seems like the percent that just naturally occurred. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you think about it, some of them are just, they're thinking out loud. Yeah. You know, you let them ramble and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, some of them are just crazy, yeah. you know, and some of them are very sexually demented. Sure. Uh, some they could get arrested for. Yeah. So, I mean, 5%, I'm going, you, you're judging me on this, but that is, for other wish granters, that is a very high percentage. Really? Uh, yes. I think you're doing an excellent Thank job. Thank you. And, uh, Arnold, you may not be familiar with this, this concept, but uh, here in Foom, uh, sometimes if you just say the thing you want... If you put it out there into the universe... That's a secret, you sorry, sorry. You're giving away all our secret. I'll never tell. So if I put something that I want out into the universe... Yes. It'll happen. That's the theory. Seems kind of like bullshit. What do you want, Arnie? We have a wish granter, a wish advisor here yes. right now. What do you want? What, what do you want? You know what? I want to go home... To get back to Earth to see my wife and my daughter, but to also bring my buddies Chump, the <laughs> talking Wolverine. And Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas. The elves know me as Fiangyark, the dwarves know me as Zernan Hookstangis, and I'm known in the Northeast as Pasmanius Paystar. <laughs> That was great. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the whole premise. Is like, you come up with one simple idea, and then we just sort of like, you didn't mean to be a wish advisor, or like, you didn't know it was gonna be like five percent. It's like it's that's sort of the thing I meant with the mundane stuff of like breaking down the idea of a wish granter and like yeah. making it really like palpable and like relatable to like kind of the parallels in our own. Because I had an idea to play more like a bureaucrat, and then yeah. you guys were like, okay, let's go this way. And mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, let's just let's follow that. Yeah, yeah. I, and we often, I mean, people come in with a premise, and that's fun, and we play with that. But I think we usually more often are just sort of like, who is this person? Like, what, you know, who is Big George? Right. Like, why? I was, for me, I was mostly, I was enjoying, like, what is Big George's regimen to stay, right. <laughs> to stay in shape and right. stay young? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think some some of our favorite guests are someone like TJ who TJ Jagodowski. TJ came in and played like a skeleton, and rather than have uh, like a giant premise to it, it's just like he played a human who who was just like he talks about his wants and dreams and losses and suffering and uh, that to me I, I think within this fantastical world, just being able to get to know a person uh, I think is just a really uh, a wonderful uh, opportunity, which it, I think you did. Yeah. Thank you. Is there anything we could have done better? 
Was there anything we could have done better? I mean, I feel like... I mean, Arnie could have done a lot oh, of things better. Damn it. <laughs> Poor I, Arnie. I, Poor I, Arnie. I, it's his idea, and he just gets all the I shit. I said it too slowly. I was Dude. literally, like, winding up to insult. I was, Adel could have been funnier. I, I literally yeah. was like, do I want to insult Adel or Matt? <laughs> <laughs> and as I left myself open trying to make Sophie's that decision. Choice, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're lucky that we only have... Do you ever go game. after an episode, okay, we could have done this? Like, like when you do a show. Um, I don't know. Do we? Uh, I know I personally do just in my mind I, I, I don't really we don't really speak it out loud because then there's there might be a want to like let's re-record it and I think that's I think that's it's one record it's one, yeah. one take and that's one it and done yeah so I, I think that's kind of taboo to sort of go back and be like let's you know um, and, and we do edit a little bit yeah. uh, there, you know we have Ryan DeGiorgi and Evan Jacover and Chris Rathjen who edit episodes uh, and they'll tweak things and tighten things up but for the most part what you're hearing is you know fully improvised uh, you're hearing 98% of what happened in the room that yeah. day. And add so. a lot of sound effects and things like yeah. the cone of fire yeah, would have some kind of... Well, I mean, the sound. music and the sound effects add something to the environment as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's great. We're going to have the audience. we got audience here. Uh, you've heard them. They're laughing. Uh, and we're going to ask them. They, they've got some questions for you because oh, they're big fans of uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. So cool. if we could turn the... Is this... this can we just house lights on? Great. If you've got questions for uh, anybody here, uh, just raise your hand and uh, don't be shy. I'm sure you have a question, don't you? What is your question? <laughs> oh, is there one back? Here we go. Yes. There's, oh, there's, guy, there's, guy there's there. that guy back there. Okay, let's go with that guy back there. The musical I, guests. The musical guests, they do write their songs when they bring them in, but then there's also, there's a, there was a song that we sang going around in a circle yeah. where that was fully improvised. But if they come in with their instruments, that's written for sure. We're not going <laughs> to say that that's made up. Um, but yeah, they do write their songs ahead of time, and, uh, but they don't let us know what they are usually. I think they... Yeah, usually it's a surprise to us. Yeah. Uh, maybe Arnie's heard some of them or uh. a part of them. And then, uh, yeah, we did, I think we did for the Christmas... One, we did a couple, I think, that were actually improvised. We did oh, yeah. The, the, we did a couple different ones. The Christmas like, songs. We all kind of yeah. like pitched in and did a couple lines and tried to rhyme and fit in the, the song yeah. as well as we were able. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Another question? Oh, way over there. Oh, right here. Or back there? Well, go right here. Right here, sir. Yes. Um, I, I don't know that we are sticklers for continuity, really. I mean, I think we've been very lucky and, and kind of like what Adel was saying earlier, like if something gets messed up, like it's usually something small and we don't care that much. Um, but at the same time, like if something big got thrown on at us, I don't, I'm not sure what we would do. Luckily so far we've kind of kept it all straight in our heads. <laughs> yeah. So as we're performing, it's not, it's not, I don't think about like, oh, I've got to keep this in continuity. I approach it as like, these are all the things that I know so far. So anytime that something appears that parallels that or is kind of echoes it or repeats it, I'm like, oh yeah, we did that in 10 episodes ago. Like I remember that. Yeah. So it's, it's more about just like uh, trying to keep it all, it, 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 the, on the occasions we have forgotten something, 
if I forget something, the odds are at least one of these other two guys remembers it. And the world's vivid and weird enough and different enough from Earth that it's, it's easy to, for me, it's easy to remember, like, yeah. oh, this is so wild. It's like reading a good book. Like, if you read, you know, Name of the Wind or Game of Thrones, like, you're able to remember what that world is, Narnia. You're able to keep that straight in your head, having read it once. So, living it, I think I'm yeah. able to keep it straight in And my kind head. of the math of it is, I look at, like, if there were ten facts total, and I remember three of those, and he and Adel remembers three, and Arnie remembers three, and we forget one, we're doing pretty good. And that means I only have to remember three of ten things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, it, it's it's not maybe as hard as it seems. We also uh, kind of just have to remember the things we remember, right? It's like, right. There are a lot of things that we've forgotten. That we just don't talk about. we just about. don't talk about. Yeah. So like, the things that we're excited about, and we bring up time and again, and, and, and about half of our guests listen to the podcast, about half of the guests don't so much. And so if a guest is really into stuff, they'll reference the things that they like and remember. And if a guest hasn't listened, they'll be a hermit. They'll be a character that doesn't know as much, and it's fine. We don't not, like not every interview talks about the whole scope of a world. Right. You know, you can just they can just talk about themselves. And, Great. And, yes. Sometimes we have the littlest nugget of an idea. Like I kind of mentioned, like I want to do a you know an origin story for like the 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 history or the rather the creation myth of Foon. And we did one where Arnie played a wizard instead of playing himself, which is a really fun episode. Um, and I think before that one, we just kind of, we just very quickly went, what wizards have we said? There's me, there's green, there's yellow, there's brown. It's those four, those are the ones we've established. And then we just kind of like, so we might take like two minutes to remember something and just kind of like quiz each other and be like, what do we remember? And then just go. Well, Adel, you put your, your thumb down when he was saying Arnie playing the wizard. Oh, I, it was just uh, that episode. You didn't like that episode. He, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I immediately, Arnie was like, I want to play a character myself and have fun. And it, as soon as he started talking in the episode, I just started tearing him apart. So um, we have such a fun, like, older brother, big brother relationship where we're both the older brother. Older brother, big brother. <laughs> Great. Let me take one more question back here. Yeah. You probably uh, said six or seven. They, Dale Sprinklesleeves? Yeah, there are there are a lot of names that I've revealed so far, but there are many more that I, I assume will come up eventually. Biscuit Meniscus? Yeah. Um, so I, The I, episode that comes out on Monday, I was listening to on the way here, and I think one of your new names is Papa Mache. Oh, yeah. Papa Mache. Yeah, he, yeah, you, yeah. Meant, you mentioned Paper Mache, and I go, isn't one of your names Papa Mache? And he's like, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Sneak preview. There'll, there'll, be, there'll be more. Yeah. Great. we we got to wrap this up. Sure. This has been great. Um, what's next? for? What would you like to see happen? Because it's a hugely successful podcast. I'd like it to end. <laughs> no, uh, what are we... What are are we you doing? serious about that? No, no. I, I, it's funny. We have some of our producers, like some of our editors and producers, like, we should do seasons and, like, stop. I, the thing I love about podcasts is it's like, it's there for you every week. And... Uh, I think this, we we're, we want the story to evolve, and I think that's something we haven't done a ton of. Um, I think we want to be more open to things actively changing in the world, mm-hmm. like in, in sort of more real ways than we have. Uh, and we, we want fit, a tour? Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, we'd also, like, we, we want to travel around a little we bit. We probably want to make some money, right? Yeah, we'd like to make a little money. That would be nice. Um, it's, it's finally starting to pay for itself in a little bit plus, so that's nice. Uh, so we'll see. Great. We always end the podcast with the same question. We'll start with you, Matt. One thing you would tell an improviser starting out today? Um, be uh, kinder than you think you even need to be. Adel? 
give a shit and be a good person. And play animals. <laughs> and Arnie. Uh, I think about this, this is in relation to the podcast. I have this theory that the kind of conversationalist you are is the kind of improviser you are. And so if you're a good conversationalist, you can be a good improviser. And think about how you, what kind of conversationalist you oh, are. And oh, you'll no. Learn. Oh, no. <laughs> what does like that mean? If you're, like, if, you're like a, if you're like an aggressive conversationalist, you're probably going to be an aggressive improviser. <laughs> uh, I think it's, like, it's a good thing to think about. You're in the middle of a conversation, take a moment and be like, how am I doing in this conversation? <laughs> what can I learn from this conversation I'm having right now? Arnie Niekamp, Adel Rafai, Matt Young, the cast of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Thank you so much for being our guest on Improv Nerd. And there you have it. Another episode of Improv Nerd is in the canon. You can't, you can't beat that one, huh? Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, check out their podcast on Airwolf. It is hilarious. You are going to. You, you, I hope you binge listen to it because it's just. It's such. It's so original, and they have such great chemistry as you heard, and it's just so much fun. And I just. I loved improvising with them, and I was terrified of doing it. And uh, I just want to say, and I didn't bring this up when we were going through it, but some of the stuff that I had worked out in my head actually didn't do as well on on when when I was the guest, and some. Of the stuff that I just improvised, like the five percent, which just came up, uh, worked uh, even better than the stuff that I had scripted in my head. I don't know if you guys have done that. I feel like I'm cheating when I say this. Uh, enough about me. Um, I want to thank our guest Arnie Neekamp, uh, Adel Rafai, and Matt Young. Uh, again, hello from the Magic Tavern. I also want to thank the Chicago Improv Festival and the Training Center at Second City for letting me be a part of the Chicago Improv Festival. Also, I want to thank my producer, Dan Schiffmacher, here in Chicago. He's the one who makes me sound so slick and so professional. If it wasn't for Dan, you wouldn't be hearing my voice right now. And Sam Bowers, who is the director of the live uh, episodes of Improv Nerd here in Chicago. Uh, also, if you want more information about me, Jimmy Corain, and my award-winning improv workshops and classes, The Art of Slow Comedy, you can go to my slick website at jimmycorain.com. Also, as you know, we are on social media. Go to our Facebook page and like us, Improv Nerd, because it really helps with my low self-esteem. And then follow us on Twitter, Improv underscore Nerd, and then check out our wonderful YouTube channel, Improv Nerd Podcast, all one word, and see clips from our live shows. Also, we are so lucky to be part of the, this, this podcast collective called feralaudio.com. They have some of the most hilarious and innovative podcasts out there. Stuff like Harmontown. I don't know if you've ever heard of this show, uh, but it is amazing. And I was a guest on it, so go back and check out some of those epi that episode. It was a blast to do. It was like a rock concert. Dan Harmon is just such a funny guy, and that episode it was amazing. Uh, Chelsea Peretti's on there. Steve Agee, Todd Berry. I mean, the names go on and on and on. So check out I, over 30 podcasts or close to 30 podcasts at feralaudio.com. I'd like to thank both my sponsors for today's uh, episode, the Atlanta Improv Festival and the 2016 Boston Comedy Arts Festival. And of course, I want to thank you. And until next time, remember, walk, don't walk. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman 
rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, oh my he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. Oh, my God. 